to this day, there's only been maybe a couple people who have asked me how I'm doing. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 47, and today I'm speaking with Meredith. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Oh, thank you for doing what you do. That's wonderful. And I know you've heard a lot of these. You and I have been talking for a little while. Without further ado, how about start with your family of origin and let us know what your original family was like. Growing up, it was um, my mom and dad, um, my brother and myself. Um, We were just your, I guess, like your all-American family. I mean, my dad was a and is a retired postman now. My mom um, didn't really work from home a whole lot. She mainly was at home. Um, You know, we had animal, we had pets, we had dogs, we had cats, just your normal, your normal family that, you know, (laughs) my mom just dug into um, like the family history and um, gosh, she's been, she had been doing it for as long as I can remember, like back when I was like a freshman in high school. So at the time I didn't really, I took an interest in it when she would talk to me about it. But then as I got older, you know, she has like all these binders and boxes of stuff that she has um, printed out from different ancestors. And she told me how far back she's got it on my dad's side and how far back on her side. So then of course I really was getting interested in it. And I thought, wow, you know, this is pretty cool. Something that I would love to get in on so that I could pass it on to my children. And now my grandchildren, you know, growing up, like I said, mom had done um, so much research and it wasn't until I start, it's probably when I had my children, it's when I was like really getting into it and we would sit down and we'd talk about it. And um, she would tell me different things that she had found and, you know, that we go back to um, like Betsy Ross and, you know, some of the presidents and all that. And um, I was really, really into it. Well, her and dad both, um, when that whole ancestry DNA stuff came about, um, or was really becoming popular, her and dad had both tested. Well, I had thought you know, there's no sense I shouldn't have to worry about being tested because, you know, my mom and dad have been married since 1965 and I was born in 70. So, you know, I I was telling myself why spend the money, you know, because they just by looking at their tests, I could tell what, you know, where I come from just by the fact that mom and dad had done the tests already. And um, my husband's sister-in-law had been after me to get him 
to do a DNA test because she's into genealogy and everything. Well, um, at the time he had refused. Well, one day he had decided, you know, he was asking me about it. So he had finally decided to do it. Well, it was on my birthday. I had bought him his DNA test. Well, then after seeing everything that, you know, came about with him and him finding his dad and a whole nother family and all that, I thought, wow, I think I am going to do mine. So I ordered a DNA test and it seriously sat and just kept getting moved around for, I bet you three months before I finally decided to spit in that tube. And I told my mom and dad, I said, um, well, I sent in my DNA, you know, my DNA test. And I remember specifically asking my dad, is there any kind of family secrets I need to know about? And he laughed and said, none that I'm aware of. And I specifically remember telling him, as long as you come back as my dad, everything is fine. I specifically told him that. Mm. And I can, I can remember him telling me, um, Skeeter, because they call me Skeeter. He said, make sure you let me know when you get your test back. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it said on or about April the 6th. And this was of last year. And so my husband was doing a bowling tournament and um, our grandson was going with us and he was in our van and we were on interstate 75 and we were going down the road and we had to go to Dayton. And I remember telling my husband, Oh, my, my results are in, I've got to look. So, you know, we're just sitting there chit chatting and grandson's in the back and I opened it up. And of course I had to go write two matches and I saw my mom, you know, and it showed up as mother, daughter, my dad was nowhere on there. And I was scrolling and I was scrolling up and I'm looking at these names and I had already looked at my dad's, um, his ancestry. So I knew his cousins had done it. So I knew that they should have been on mine. And, um, well, they wasn't, none of my dad's family was on there and my dad wasn't. So I'm freaking out. My husband's driving and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. My dad's not my dad. And my husband's like, what? And I said, oh my God, you know, and I'm like scrolling frantically, bawling by this time. So he turned up the music and put it all in the back so that my grandson, because he was seven, you know, he didn't know what was going on and we didn't want him to know what was going on. So I got a hold of my dad first and I said, um, dad, uh, you're not showing up on my ancestry. And he's like, oh, that's just probably because mine's set to private. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, you about gave me a heart attack. Well, then we laughed about it, you know, because I thought because his was private, I guess I was thinking, well, then his cousins wouldn't show up either. Well, that's not the case. They still would have showed up just because my dad's was private. You know, I would assume that I would still see people that were his cousins show up online. So I'm naming off these people to my dad. And I said, you know, do these people, does this name sound familiar? And he's like, no, no, I don't know that name either. And I was like, he's like, oh, well, maybe they're your moms, you know? And I'm like, no, dad, it would say mother's side next to it. Because everybody that, you know, is on my mom's side show, shows up as mother's side. And so believe it or not, he called Ancestry and told them that they had screwed up. So of course, <laughs> you know, I'm trying by this time, you know, 
we're laughing about it because, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I even called my brother that um, I grew up with and told him that dad about gave me a heart attack because he had his stuff set to private. Mm-hmm. And I said, it scared me, you know, and we laughed about it, got a big chuckle out of it. Well, this was like at nine o'clock in the morning. And um, by uh, probably about two o'clock Saturday afternoon, I knew that it was, that wasn't the case because I had went to my dad's ancestry. Um, and it said you and, um, you know, and said it has his name there, um, share no DNA or he hasn't taken the test yet. And that was the biggest slap in the face. Um, because then that's when it, you know, it finally hit me. So then I screenshot it and, sent it to my um, husband's sister. And she's like, how did you get that? So I told her how I did it. And she's like, yeah, she's like, "Um, I've been looking through it all day. She says, I'm sorry, but she says, I don't think, you know, he's your dad. So by this time, I'm calling my dad and he didn't answer. Well, I knew that I had to get to the bottom of it because he was going to see that we did not match, obviously. So I called my, um, my mom and I said, I got my, my DNA test results back. And she's like, you did. And I said, yeah, I said, you're my mom. And she's like, well, duh. And I said, and dad's not my dad. And she went, huh? (laughs) That was the reply I got was a, huh? And I said, mom, is there something you need to tell me? She's like, well, maybe you belong to the people that were standing at the window that I was arguing with who you belong to. And there was always this family joke because I was two foot long and weighed 10 pounds when I was born. So I was a lot bigger baby that was in the baby nursery than these little seven and eight pound babies, you know, and I guess this other couple standing there was arguing with my mom over who I belong to. Well, I I finally told my mom as I'm crying, I said, mom, this isn't funny. You know, (laughs) I don't know any of these people. I said, "Um, did you have some fun back at the end of 1969 that you you know, need to tell me about? And she's like, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it fun. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, there was a knife involved. And I'm like, what? I said, so she said it was forced. I'm like, really? And she's like, and I just had that feeling that she was just very vague, you know, and I'm sure that if some people don't want to go into detail with stuff like that, I get it. But our family has always been close enough. We can always tell when the other one is fibbing, whether it's face to face or whether we're on the phone with them. And I could just feel that something was not right. And I said, do you know this last name? And the last name was Ackerman. And I said, does that name ring a bell? And she said, yes. And I said, oh, so you know who, who my biological father is? And she said, yes. And I'm like, oh, so do you have a first name? Yes. I'm like, okay, what is it? And she's like, well, can you remember that one show that had the talking horse? I'm like, what? (laughs) So she, I had to guess on what my father's name was, my biological father's name was. 
because she didn't want to come right out and say it because my dad was sitting there. So she didn't want him to know yet. So she was having me play the guessing game on my end of what his name was. Oh, well, yeah. All I could think of was Ed, you know, so I, I, you know, and that's not even it. His name is actually Sidney Francis, but they called him Francis. And I was like, okay. And who is he? Well, at the time it, it wasn't quite sinking in and growing up, my parents had, um, this guy and this woman that were best friends, they would go and visit him in Myrtle beach. And we all, I grew up listening to her talk about these people and there was, um, Shirley and Francis. Well then later on it was Shirley and Butch. Well, um, you know, and there, they have three sons, you know, and my parents, even up until, my early adult years, they would still go to Myrtle beach and visit these people. And, you know, Shirley would call and talk to my mom on the phone and I would answer. This was like, while I was growing up and I'd sit and I'd talk to Shirley for a little bit and I'd ask her how her kids are, you know? And so they were like best friends. Um, little did I know that one of Shirley's sons was my half sibling. Mm. You know, I had no idea. And so, um, when she told me that, you know, what his name was, it wasn't ringing any bell, you know, it just did not dawn on me at all. Um, and when growing up, we had neighbors that had the last name Ackerman. And those were the, that's who I was thinking. I mean, was oh. that she was going to tell me it was, but it's not, it's a whole different group. But anyway, when I got done talking to her, I got a hold of, um, my husband's sister and was telling her everything. And of course, you know, you do the Facebook snooping and you know, all that stuff. And, um, I found out that I had a half brother and his name was Chris. And I had told myself because I was so angry. I had told myself, I don't want another brother. I have one, you know, I have a brother already. I don't know this other person. I don't, I just want family history. I just need health because I have some health issues. I just want the health aspect of it. Um, so I had no intentions of, of even notifying Chris at all. And um, I had tried to get a hold of a couple people. Um, I did manage to get a hold of a second cousin and her dad, which would have been my first cousin, didn't really know a whole lot because this family has got older, I guess the grandfather had a group of kids when he was younger and then he had a group of kids when he was older. So um, my cousin's father was from, if I'm not mistaken, the first group of kids. And then my biological father was, if I'm not mistaken, towards the end. So, you know, he didn't really have a whole lot that he could um, help me out with or anything. Well, then when I, I did nothing but cry for 24 hours. Well, then the time came and I thought I'm going to have to call my brother. So I called my brother that I grew up with. I told him, I said, can you remember how I told you I got my DNA results? And dad said his stuff was private. And he's like, yeah. And I said, 
well, dad's not my dad. And he said, yes, he is. I said, Paul, no, he's not. I said, um, mom told me. And he's like, what? And I said, she told me it was some guy named Francis and the last name was Ackerman. And he said, Oh my God, do you not know who that is? And it just didn't ring any bell. And she's like, you know, Shirley from Myrtle beach. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, that was her husband. I'm like, you're crapping me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so by, I was just like dumbfounded. So for a month, I, I would get on Facebook and I would look at, you know, I'd, I would do research on my brother, Chris, <laughs> and I thought, no, I'm not. I don't even know what I would say to this person, you know. Well, then one day my um, sister-in-law sent me a message. She said, you're going to be really mad at me. And I was like, why? And I knew, I, I just knew, well, she had sent Chris a message and um, he, he's a truck driver and she <laughs> sent me the whole entire conversation and um, at first he thought that she was scamming him because of the questions she was asking. <clears throat> and um, so she's like, you know, she explained to him that I had done a DNA test and that um, we believe that his father is also my father. And he said, um, you talking about Marvin Sue? Well, he knew, you know, that, we were from Ohio and that my, pa <clears throat> my parents are Marvin Sue. So he wanted uh, her to call him. And so she called him and talked to, talked to him for a little bit. Well, then he had told her, um, tell my sister, I've always wanted a sister and that I love her already. Aww. And um, yeah. So I thought, Oh God, do I call? Do I call? You know, because I was so angry for that first month that I, I can't even, I can't oh, even put it into words. I yep. just, you know, I didn't want nothing to do with this other family. I just wanted history. Yep. And I am so thankful that Angie did what she did because um, now me and Chris, I talk with him more and see him more. And he lives out of state than I do my brother here in Ohio who lives like 25 minutes down the road. Oh, wow. And you guys, so, you guys have a relationship. Oh yeah, me and Chris. Oh yeah, definitely. And it was almost like when we first met um, and see, and it's funny because growing up, Lily, we always knew that the other one existed. He knew that Marvin Sue had a son and a daughter. And I knew that his mom, Shirley had three sons, you know, so we always knew that, but we had never met. Well, when we were younger, like real, real little, like as in diaper little, but when my mom and dad would go on vacation, I never had an interest in going. So we, me and my brother never went with them when they would go on vacation once we got older. So we always knew that the other one existed. We just didn't know that we were siblings, that we were half siblings. Hmm. So then, you know, me and him started talking on the phone and then um, he got himself a DNA test because we wanted to see it in writing for sure because he had talked to his stepmom, the woman that was married to... Francis when he passed and Francis had told her they lived with my mom and dad and that the only reason he slept with my mom is because my dad was sleeping with Chris's mom 
Now, whether that's true, I don't know, but it, you know, it was the sixties. So maybe they did a little bit of swinging, who knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the only one that <laughs> would know anything is well, naturally are my mom and dad. And I'm like, I've asked my mom that question and I could so t- tell that she was fibbing because when she came home from Texas, her and my dad, me and my brother, Paul was sitting in her living room. And I said, um, Hey mom, I said, um, so were you guys like swingers? And she's like, well, what's your definition of a swinger? And I'm thinking, now, why would you ask that? Mm -hmm. I said, you know, did you guys like switch partners? And the look on her face, Lily gave it away. And me and my brother walked outside and we looked at each other and we started laughing. We're like, yeah, yeah, they did. They They did. Okay. Oh gosh, Lily, it was so obvious. You could tell. Just the way, yes, yes. You can just tell, you know, our family has always been close. We we're the type of family that would, um, after supper would get done, we clear off the table, we play trivial pursuit or, you know, something along that line. And we would joke and I could so tell she was fibbing. And me and my brother just thought it was hysterical when we went outside. We're like, yeah, she's fibbing. So, you know, I can laugh about it now. Now, <laughs> and I, yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, there was times I would laugh about it even then because if I didn't, I was afraid I would just have like a nervous breakdown or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just figured I just had to kind of laugh it off and try to make the best of it. And, um, Chris is a, um, a truck driver and he comes through Ohio all the time and he just happens to come through where I live and get this. My real dad's name is Sydney and I live in Sydney. And it's spelled S-I-D-N-E-Y. And that's how his name was spelled. Not uh-huh. S-Y-D, you know, N-E-Y or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's exactly how it's spelled. Exactly the, the town I live in was his name. That's cool. Yeah. So I finally got to meet Chris. I was nervous. Dave went with me. It was on a Saturday morning. We met at the truck stop and ate breakfast. And he hugged me and he cried and I was nervous, of course. And he just sat there and looked at me and told me, you look so much like daddy. You look so much like daddy. I look like the older version of my biological and he looks like the younger version <laughs> of when, you know, he was younger and whatnot. But um, we ended up going to Myrtle Beach. So that was um, May is when I first, when I finally met Chris and we went to Myrtle Beach in October for a vacation and went to Chris's house. I went to the graveyard. He took me to the graveyard to where my, where our, by my biological father, cause I don't call him dad because I have a dad. I'll either say father or bio is <laughs> mm-hmm. what I call him. But when I'm talking to Chris, I call him our father, but he took me to the graveyard and um, then he came back to the room for a little bit and I got to meet his daughter so for the first time, my kids actually have first cousins hmm. because they, you know, my brother that I was raised with doesn't have any children. You know, I'm actually an aunt and a great aunt because his girls have got children and um, he's also an uncle and a great uncle. And gosh, we have, we probably have gotten together. Oh, I can't, honestly, I've lost track of how many times. Because every time he comes through Ohio, he'll tell me and I'll meet him at a gas station, you know, if it's within reason within, you know, 
like a half within a half hour drive and we'll stop even if it's just for him to take a 15 minute break and you know, we'll, we'll sit down and talk or whatever. And then he gets back in his truck and goes and I come home. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So, and he's met my other brother. He was in a, like a layover or whatever, doing his 12 hour break here in Sydney. So I had picked him up and we went out to, um, me and my husband took him to dinner and then we left, dropped my husband off here at home. And then, um, I took him on, you know, the, on north to um meet my brother my other brother so he has met um my daughter and her kids and of course my husband and um my brother that i was raised with oh that is so cool so yeah it's it's been a roller coaster Mm. most definitely and um to this day i really don't think there's only been maybe a couple people who have asked me how I'm doing. You know what I mean? Just yes. say, how are you doing? Not, um, of course, Dave's sister, my husband's sister um, was worried about me because I was just a mess as one can imagine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she would get a hold of me or she'd call me and ask me how I was doing. And I've got my best friend who's been my best friend for, oh gosh, well, 20, my daughter's 28. So like probably 27 years, me and her has been best friends. And um, she would ask me how I was doing. But for the most part, a whole lot of people, I don't think it phases people. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just because they haven't gone through it but you know I hear oh your dad is still your dad he loves you you know Mm -hmm. that won't change and I'm looking at people and that's got to be the one word that I have learned that will get on an NPE person's nerves more than anything is someone to tell me he's still your dad well yeah he's still my dad but I look in the mirror now and I don't even know who I'm looking at yeah you know, it's like half of my identity has just, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have those moments to where it's like, I'll look at myself in the mirror and it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, I don't even know who's looking back. <laughs> well, I do now because I look just like him, but yeah. you know, it's just the whole, this whole experience has just been, has just totally been mind blowing. Now I've got the whole entire family set up doing DNA tests. (laughs) My daughter has done hers. Um, We've done three of her four children already. Um, My husband's daughter has done hers. My son has no interest and my brother I was raised with has no interest. Mm -hmm. And see when Chris did his and we found out that, you know, it was pretty sure that they were swingers. I told Chris, I said, Oh my God, what if you belong to my dad? Oh yeah. You know, because he's like, now, why did you go and have to say that? Oh no. (laughs) Yep. You know, because I never even gave it a thought until we found out, you know, what, that they had supposedly switched partners, but you know, I've, I would have been conceived in like, what, like September, October or something like this. And if it was forced, I don't understand why my mom and dad would still go visit them 
Mm. in Myrtle Beach, or let alone let them still live with them until spring of 70. (laughs) Do you think your birth father knew that you were? No, 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 because as a matter of fact, for six months, I sat on the truth. And my dad, my, my dad, dad, you know, he is a very honest person. He believes in God. He, you know, church going man. And he is very upfront and honest. And I kept begging my mom, mom, you've got to tell him, you've got to tell him. No, he ain't going to find out mom. Yes, he will find out because he knows we're not a match. He knows that you have to tell him and no, no. Well, my husband, you know, was like, no, just, you know, leave it alone. He was upset because him and my dad are close, but I just, I couldn't live with it because my dad is the type that if he would have found or figured this out on his own and, and if he would have known that we all knew and nobody told him, he would have hit the roof. Mm, okay. I mean, he would have been upset. So I finally, um, I did, I did it over messenger. If you can believe it, I didn't even, I couldn't even do it on the phone. I was talking to him and, um, I asked him, I said, haven't you wondered, you know, doesn't the last name Ackerman in South Carolina ring a bell? And she's like, yeah, Francis and Shirley. And I said, dad, he is my biological dad. And he's like, what? You know, and this is all going back and forth in messenger. And, um, I said, mom told me, and then he's like, his next reply was, I think I'm going to puke. And I'm thinking, great. What have I done? You know, he wasn't even at home come to find out he was at Walmart. So he was trying to get medicine. And here I am telling him that I'm not even his biological child, which means he also has no biological grandchildren, which upset my daughter tremendously because she's got his last name, you know? And well, I did too until I got married. Yeah. But, um, Finally, when I told him everything that, you know, he had told, you know, that I found out and everything, he's like, it don't matter. He said, you're still my daughter and I love you just the same. But I told him that everybody knew and I said, he just, he needed to know. And I said, I've known for six months and I just, it was really eating me up lying to my dad. It really bothered me. Yeah. And so he thanked me for telling him and, um, I sent him, he has seen pictures of me and Chris, you know, together. Whenever we get together, we take pictures, of course, because he's on my Facebook. And I have now a lot of new family on Facebook. And that was partly another reason why I wanted my dad to know was so that I didn't, I didn't want people to think I was you're going to get a kick out of this. I didn't want people to think I was cheating on my husband because every time I would post something, Chris would love it. He would put a heart, whether (laughs) it was pictures or something. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, people are going to wonder who this person is that is loving, (laughs) Uh loving everything I say. And it was, it's my new brother. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I came out on Facebook and, and said that, um, you know, that I had done my ancestry DNA and found out I have a half brother um, no one really knows by, you know, on 
who had to goof up. You know what I mean? If it was my mom or my dad, because I didn't go into detail. I just said, if anyone had any questions, feel free to send me a message and I'll answer you. But I didn't put it out there that my mom messed around on my dad. I didn't want, I just couldn't see the point of putting that out there, you know? Sure. But um, I had a couple people that got a hold of me, like people that I have known and went to school with, you know, that I've known since third grade and they were all just as dumbfounded as I was. Yeah. Yeah, really. And still I am. <laughs> oh, totally. And Meredith, like you were saying before, no one really asks us like, well, what's going Mm-mm. on or how are you or how are you doing with that? It's except for, yeah. I feel like most MPs I've talked with, they all have like one best friend and maybe one close yep. family member that's still check in with them. But yeah, everyone else, they just, I don't know if they think they don't, want to upset us but yeah my mom of course my mom hasn't asked me how I'm doing of course my my dad hasn't but I think they're still together it's probably upsetting oh yeah yeah and he didn't tell my mom right away that he knew he kept trying to drop hints to get her to tell him herself you know what I mean okay so and he she didn't he finally looked at her and said I know and why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, I tried and it was just never the right time. And, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I was 49. You had 49 years. When is the right time? And you mentioned earlier that there's a story about it, about your father, but it involves a knife. Was she trying to? Uh, I think she was trying to say it was forced. Okay. That he yeah. held a knife to her throat. That was like going to be forced or whatever. Okay. Yes. 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 And I have found a lot of women resort to saying that in the NPE Every, world, it appears to be yes. kind of a common theme. Yeah. Which is yes. hard because right now we're trying to support victims of sexual assault. And yet exactly in our, in our NPE well, world, we have a different yes. sort of mother. Uh, well, and my whole us. thing is, that's got to be the worst thing is to tell your child they are a product of rape. Oh, totally. Don't tell them that if it's not true. Not if it's not true. Because that yeah. could really mess with somebody's head. Yeah. And luckily, luckily I knew my mom was fibbing because, or else that could have, that could have, that probably would have sent me to go to some kind of a, you know, counseling or something. But I could just tell my dad, even when I told him that my mom said it was forced, he's like, nah, I don't believe it. Yeah, you said you you know when she's lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then my dad dropped a bombshell on me. And um, growing up, we were always told my mom had a miscarriage between me and my older brother, and then had one after me. No, she didn't have a miscarriage after me. She had an abortion after me. You think? And that- my dad is the one that told me that because he thought my mom was messing around on him when she was bartending. So he had her sister take her down and um, to Columbus. So this would have been like 1972 and have an abortion. And I asked my dad, I said, how did you know if it was yours or not? How did you not know that? He said, I didn't. So all this time, you know, mom's like, oh, I've had two miscarriages. No, it wasn't a miscarriage that you had after me. <laughs> so, you know, of course, I didn't tell her dad told me that because what's the point? Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I just couldn't see the point of bringing all that up. But um, yeah, they're still married. I mean, they've been married since 1965. And everybody, when I tell them about it, they're like, and your mom and dad's still together? Well, yeah, they've been together since 1965. They're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not going nowhere. They have, the, it, you know, that's just how it is. They're, they just <laughs> are winging it. And they're still just how, how they were before. Now, I haven't seen my dad um, since last time I saw him was probably, I saw them a year ago. And um, I knew about the situation, but my dad didn't know about the situation. You know what I mean? And so um, when me and my daughter was over, they were packing up stuff. And of course, my daughter broke down, started crying when she was hugging my dad or something. And so she went and got in the van and my mom's like, well, what's wrong with her? And I looked at my mom after my dad went inside and I said, well, mom, probably because of the fact that dad's not my dad. She's upset, you know, and, and my daughter was upset because my mom wasn't telling him. Yeah. And she, she thought the same thing I did that my dad would be horribly upset if he knew that everybody else knew but nobody told him. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't, <laughs> Meredith, you don't seem like the type of person that's going to continue a lie, even though. Oh, no. <laughs> so many of no. us are like, Let, let's live in truth. We won't sweep yeah. things under the rug. I get that. Well, and it's, if, if my dad wasn't who he was and wasn't such a good dad growing up, you know, um, and he provided us with, you know, a, a good home. I mean, it wasn't like we were rich or whatever, but we had a roof over our head. If we, you know, we had Christmases, birthdays, we had family dinners, you know, and all that. So if, if he wouldn't have been that kind of a father, I probably, he just deserved it. He deserved to know, mm-hmm. even though he's, you know, in his eighties, he still deserved to know. And he has a bad heart. So that was my big worry at first was, you know, oh, my God, this is going to destroy my dad. But um, actually, it hasn't even it hasn't even changed anything. Even when we talk on the phone, it's still, you know, like I'll tell him if um, like when we went to to Myrtle Beach, you know, I sent him, him and mom both pictures of me and Chris, you know, so it's not like I'm I'm not rubbing it in dad's face but I'm also not taught, not, not talking about it Yeah, because it's who I am. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to hide it. Heck no. I am running low on time, but I want, if people want to get in touch with you and know more, how could they do that? Um, I have a Gmail email and it's Meredith M E R E D I T H. And the last name is Groves, G-R-O-V-E-S. And it's 2003 at gmail.com. And I will put... And I'm also on Facebook. <laughs> with that same name? Well, no. Now, on Facebook, um, my maiden name is in there. So it's Meredith um, Chisholm, C-H-I-S-M, Groves, G-R-O-V-E-S. Thank you so much for being so open You're today. Welcome. I really appreciate this, Meredith. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, 
Email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us. Mm-hmm.